Hello and welcome back to our podcast, The Prosecco Sessions, a weekly podcast discussing a host of topics over a glass of fizz or two. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. As our bank holiday binge fest was loved by so many of you, we've decided to make it a monthly feature. At the end of each month, we'll be rounding up all of our favourite things, everything from TV shows and podcasts through to books and apps. So let's get started with this month's favourites. So this week, I'm going to kick things off with one of my newfound favorite books. I went on holiday recently and I read Cows by Dawn O'Porter after hearing so much about it all over the internet and absolutely everyone raving about it. So I picked it up and literally finished it over about two and a half days on holiday, lying on a sun lounger. And it's such a good book. It is all about three different women and how even though they have nothing to do with each other how much their lives are kind of intertwined and you eventually find out the different ways that their lives are kind of all involved with each other but it's gripping like absolutely gripping and it's really good because it's about modern day women so even though some of the things are quite out there there's so many elements about it that are really relatable and I love a book like that especially as I don't really read fiction very often. I normally read nonfiction. So this is quite a good reintroduction to fiction books. And I would really, really recommend it because it is so gripping. Like I was literally every single page couldn't wait to find out what was happening next. And I don't normally say that about books. So first recommendation for you is Cows. Can I ask Pippa, are you a particularly quick reader? Because two and a half days to me is like mega quick to read a book. No, I'm not at all. I'm seriously, I'm not, I'm so slow at reading and I was always really, really bad at reading when I was growing up. But because I was on holiday, I think it just meant that I was just lying there solidly all day, pretty much reading it. I would never normally finish a book in in two and a half days normally. It was just because I had that solid block of time. I think it speaks to what a page turner it is as well, if you're getting through it that quickly. Absolutely. And I heard Dawn O'Porter on um, a podcast talking about it. And I thought, God, this sounds like a bit of a weird story. I don't know if I'm going to be down for it. And quite a few of the pages were bizarre in what was going on. But I still really wanted to find out what was going to happen. And I really liked the fact that I was so engaged with the storylines, even though they were three completely contrasting storylines. So yeah, it was, I, I would thoroughly recommend it. I'll give it to one of you whenever you want to read it. <laughs> I think I actually, because I've got the Kindle app, and so quite often I'll download, you know, you can do just a little taster. But yeah, I think I downloaded the intro to it, and I wasn't sure I was getting into it. And I can't remember whether it was because it was quite cynical or came off as quite cynical, the intro to it. Did you find that with it, is it or is it quite uh, related? One of the girls is quite cynical, but that's the point. Uh, so okay. she's she's meant to be like that but if you keep reading even though you find out that she's really really weird like it makes sense when all the other things fall into place a little bit more so yeah it, I understand why you would have thought that but because obviously I was on holiday I was like no I'm gonna give this more of a try so I kept going and I was really really pleased that I did and I actually had that weird feeling because as you say Kat like I do, I'm not a quick reader at all I actually had that feeling at the end where I was like oh my god I'm so proud of myself I just finished that so quickly because I was genuinely so interested in finding out what was going to happen I think that's the thing with me with books I have to kind of break the back of them quite often because I I 
binge books and I get so into the characters that then moving on to the next book I think oh I don't really get you <laughs> and it takes yeah. me it takes me a while to get into it and then suddenly you go oh my god I'm really into this book so oh I'm gonna yeah. have to give that yeah. one a go so Laura what things have you been loving this month I've been loving a book called The Night Circus which is by Erin Morgenstern I don't think it's a new book. I think it's been one that's been around for a couple of years now. But it's set in the 1800s, I think. Uh, so it's kind of turn of the century. There's nothing there. There's an open field and all of a sudden this circus appears and it's very mysterious. And then it starts to take you into the world of the circus, how it was created. And it kind of moves around different characters. It's kind of half realistic and then half magical. Just the way it's written, it just kind of really draws you in. And it was just such a beautiful book to read that I was just sort of smiling at the end of it. I was like, this just really cheered me up. It's not really an uplifting book, I wouldn't say, but it's just a beautiful book. So, yeah. It kind of sounds like the kind of book that ignites your creative mindset. Do you know what I mean? There's sometimes books that get your brain moving. And when you when it's set in olden times or whatever it means that you use your imagination a little bit more and I really like that yeah I kind of like a bit of escapism sometimes whilst I like things that are set in the present and are very now and up to date sometimes taking all the complications out of it of things like telephones and technology and all that sort of thing and just having a book that's really centered around the people and the atmosphere of a place it's just really quite calming I think yeah. Is the language quite like romanticised and just makes it all sound like because you said it sounds like calming and yeah kind of that kind of wording? Yeah, it's very um, poetically written. I think just the way that it's phrased is is very nice. It's quite a romantic book as well, without being Mills and Boone. It's just got a really nice storyline to it about two of the characters who are in the circus together. But they're kind. Aww. They're kind of like star-crossed lovers. Yeah, it's that just. That sounds really nice. <laughs> it's just a really nice book. I don't want to say too much <laughs> more about it. It's just one that it took me a couple of chapters to get into it, and then as soon as I was kind of enveloped in the world, I was like, oh, I just want to keep reading this. So yeah. Sounds like a nice book. <laughs> it does. It made me so... want to run away and join the circus. Put it that way. <laughs> so Kat what things have you been loving so I haven't got a book to report on this month but I do have an app which I am obsessed with called Headspace and it's basically like meditation and um, you do between three minutes to sort of 10 minutes just daily and I'll be honest I was a little bit skeptical just because when I really? think of meditation well yeah when I think of meditation I think of like Buddha's sitting there going, um, <laughs> that was what I envisaged it was going to be. So I was a little bit like, mm, I don't know, is, is this a bit airy-fairy for me? But um, a friend of mine recommended it, and he's quite a level-headed guy, and I thought, well, if he's doing it, it can't be too airy-fairy, right? So yeah, I've been, well, I've been doing it for seven days now. I'm doing a 10-day trial, and then after that, I think there are other free versions that you can use. There's like anxiety... Um, different types of stress that it will deal with and every time I do it I just feel so relaxed really really calm and just a lot better like with my mental health so I think it's brilliant and 
I'm kind of annoyed with myself for sort of knocking it originally. And I would definitely sort of encourage everyone to just give it a try if you're feeling a little bit like overwhelmed with things like social media, busy lifestyles and things like that. It's just a little bit of me time just to kind of unwind and really sort of look after your mind, really. So I've been absolutely loving that app. No, that's really good because the thing is, is that sometimes it takes you just taking yourself away from the normal things that you do in your life that makes you appreciate it. So for example, you're using that app. I don't read that often. So when I do read, I feel like it just gives you that kind of stability and, you know, healthy mindset. So it's just nice that we're each finding little things that are helping us to sort of get through to the annoying things on day-to-day life. It's nice as well just to escape and, like, not think about your life just for a little part of the day. Like, just through reading, you can escape to a different world or just through, you know, doing this meditation I feel like I'm in a complete out-of-body experience that's quite a thing to say oh no it is I, I can't praise it enough I honestly think it is wonderful I just love it <laughs> is it a free app so it's free to do like the 10-day trial and then I think there are other free elements of the app but then at the moment they're doing a deal and I think it's 44 pounds for the year which Personally, I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, if you want to use like all of the options on it, then yeah, you would um, pay for it. But if you want to try it and just see how you find it, then there is like three parts of the app. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, because I suppose the thing for me is as soon as money's involved, it always puts me off any app. But I suppose if there's a trial version and if it could do for me what it sounds like it's doing for you then I suppose that would warrant it worth the money. Yeah, at least you can sort of basically try before you buy. So Pippa, you've mentioned in the past that you use an app called Calm. Yeah, so it's exactly the same principle in lots of ways. And this wasn't actually going to be on my favourites list, but I'm going to include it now as well because it is so relevant. Um, Calm is just an amazing app and I have mentioned it on the podcast before, but it does have a payment system. So you pay £35 for the year, but I honestly listen to Stephen Fry read the same story about lullabies pretty much every single day of the week. So if you calculate the fact that that helps me go to sleep pretty much, I would say maybe four days out of seven every single week. You've made your money back. You've just sold it to me in a way that none of the ads that pop up. So <laughs> when, I, so I play a game um, online, like a quiz game, and it always stops halfway through and does this calm ad. And it's always just watch this for 10 seconds and it's some rain and trees and a thunderstorm or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's just 10 seconds of my life I've wasted. But if if they said... <laughs> you're going to get to listen to Stephen Fry talking about lullabies. That would sell it to me. <laughs> that sounds like my yeah. His voice is so calming. Um, and I have like quite a lot of difficulty with falling asleep. So I found that listening to his voice just sent me off within the first sort of like five, 10 minutes of his recording. So it was amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So good. <laughs> totally. So this is slightly on topic, but slightly off topic as well. But kind of on the soothing voices and going to sleep thing. Have you ever listened to Samuel L. Jackson read Go the Fuck to Sleep? No, that sounds amazing. 
Sandwich. I have heard it, yes. <laughs> okay, so this is my ad hoc recommendation. Go onto YouTube, Pippa, you especially, and look up Go the Fuck to Sleep, read by Samuel L. Jackson. It is, oh my God, I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> it is just my modern day lullaby. <laughs> um, not suitable for children, but, but yeah. It's it's amazing. So yeah, I'll definitely check that out. So for those of you wanting to get some sleep, check out Headspace, check out Calm, and check out Samuel L. Jackson because all of them <laughs> three will help you. <laughs> well, we weren't quite gonna go ahead with the topic of trying to go to sleep, but it seems to have worked quite nicely there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> going kind of along that theme, I often watch something um, before I go to bed, which I know. It's not really very helpful with that whole blue light thing, whatever. But one of my favorite TV programs that I have been watching in the evenings um, is something on Amazon uh, Prime Video, which is called The Bold Type. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I've heard of it and it keeps coming up in my recommendations. Yeah, it's really easy watching. The episodes are fairly short. I, I like it because it's about three girls, I think, in New York, and they all work for a magazine and... It's really easy watching. There's just not hugely uh, detailed storylines, but it's just quite nice fun watching. It's pretty much like modern day Sex in the City, but with three people instead of four. Ooh. I was just going to say, it sounds like Sex in the City. Yeah, it sounds like it my is. kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's really, really good. Um, I'm enjoying it. They've just started series two, so I'm wor- working my way through that at the moment. Um, and it's just fun watching. You know, it's it's. I like having stuff that doesn't, require too much brain power Mm. this is gonna sound really vacuous but what's the fashion like in it it's funny because there's a real mix because they work for a fashion magazine and like a women's magazine um but some of them are kind of you know just rocking all black kind of thing but then some of them really go for it if they work in a fashion cupboard so um yeah, it's a bit of a mix, but, you know, nothing too uh, controversial. Hmm. Talking about fashion, I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye recently. So I think... Laura, yes, you Queen! Yes, yes, Henny! <laughs> so I think, Laura, you mentioned um, Queer Eye in the Bank Holiday Binge Fest. Um, I, I did, been, yeah. So that would have been season one. I've just completely binged season two. And as Laura mentioned before, it is five fabulous guys who are set out to improve someone's life via cooking, uh, fashion, uh, improving like their home decor or decor, depending on how you say it, um, and just generally improve their life and make them happier and just a better person, really. But interestingly, in this series, it's not just men. So they've had trans in there, which was quite interesting, and they've had a woman as well. So... It isn't just for men. Well, but... you know that I absolutely love this programme. I've written a whole blog post on the eight reasons why people should watch Queer Eye. Yeah. So you don't need to convince us. I feel like anybody that hears anyone talk about Queer Eye, it's going to be in a positive light. So, you Definitely. know, sold already. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'm not even going to go on about it too much because we'll just link to Pippa's blog post and we don't need to explain. It's just a wonderful programme. makes you feel just great. And I hear there is a season three that they are currently filming, so woohoo! <laughs> I cry at like most episodes, so yeah, you're gonna love it. What have you been watching, Laura? 
Well, apart from Love Island, which has taken up most of my life, I haven't been watching as much as I usually would. I've kind of gone into a bit of a deficit because of books. So I've kind of Mm. gone back to one that I was watching a little while ago. I know quite a few people will have already watched this, but if you haven't and you've heard people talking about it and think, oh, that doesn't sound for me, um, I recommend The Crown, which again is <gasps> another one on Netflix. I love it. Oh my God, Have it is the it? best. Yeah, The Crown is about the royal family. And it starts off when she is Princess Elizabeth. In fact, I don't think that's even her name when she's a princess. She actually takes on the name. Yeah, and this is all the stuff you learn when you're watching Mm. the show. I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, it's kind of a little history lesson as you're watching the show, but obviously a dramatised version of it. And just the way they've recreated all of the events that happened in their lives. Like I say, it's all dramatised. So a lot of it, you know, is kind of embellished. But just down to the details of what she's wearing and the the way that they speak, you just get so drawn into each episode. And Mm. it's kind of each episode's about an hour long. So they're quite long episodes but they just kind of centre on like a day or a couple of weeks in the Queen's life. Like I say, it starts off before she's even the Queen, um, when she's just the princess. And I don't know if you know much about Queen Elizabeth, but she was very young when she, well, her, her dad died. Her dad had kind of kept his illness a secret, the King. And so she was a very, very young Queen and had to sort of become this matriarchal figure and she was crowned in a time that Winston Churchill was in power. So it yeah. was a very political time as well. And she had to kind of find her feet in this very male-oriented world whilst having the confines of what you can and can't do as the Queen. It's just so enveloping. Like, every single episode of it that I watch, I just get quite mesmerised by it. It does also help that there's quite a few good-looking men in it as well. <laughs> there are quite a few good-looking men in it as well. And, uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of um, misbehaviour going on. But it's always the stiff upper lip thing. But then there's all this stuff going on behind the surface. And it kind of opens all of that up. I'm only actually on season two of it at the moment. Because I've been kind of just going back to it every so often. Because I just find it a really relaxing show to watch and kind of get into but I don't want to rush it at the same time, which probably sounds really stupid. I usually binge stuff, <laughs> but I just like going back to this one every so often and going, oh, I'll watch an episode of The Crown. You're stepping back in time for both of your things today. I know. <laughs> so that's my TV show for this month. What else is floating your boat this month, girls? Pippa? So I have a podcast now that I'm going to talk about, which is a little bit different from my normal type of thing. But anybody that knows me knows that I'm quite into sort of professional development, career development. um, And I quite often read articles or watch videos about things that would benefit me in my career. And one of my really good friends, Becky, shout out to Becky, um, recommended a podcast called Squiggly Careers, which sounds like a weird thing to listen to, but it's actually really, really amazing. It's two women who are both in management positions in their jobs, in completely different jobs, one in a really, really big company, one in a small company, but they've got a really varied 
um, history of jobs and experiences. And each episode, they talk about a different job-related thing. And it's basically telling you how you can make your way through your life in your job by doing various different things and it's not all advice there's quite a lot of general discussion which I think is really good because it's not sort of telling you what to do it has things like how to manage your manager how to bring up the conversation of getting a pay rise or a promotion how to start a new job successfully so it's really interesting quick and easy subjects which on a small commute or something you can listen to it and you can learn quite a bit and it's just insightful to listen to. Quite a lot of the things I listen to are just kind of rambling, whereas I like sometimes listening to a podcast that has something that I can take away from it. So if you're ever looking for something you can listen to, if you're feeling a little bit kind of uncertain of your career path or uncertain of something to do with, with work, then I would really recommend Squiggly Careers, um, especially as they do some events as well. So check that one out, guys. Yeah, Pippa, so I know what you mean about wanting to listen to some things that are a bit more maybe educational or get your brain thinking a bit. So I am still loving Getting Curious, the podcast by Jonathan Van Ness. I talked about it last time when we did the Bank Holiday Binge Fest. So rather than kind of recycling old stuff, I just wanted to say there's a particular episode of it that taught me a thing or two and I just wanted to hear more on the subject so it's going to sound like a really random topic but I really recommend that people listen to this. It's episode 39 in his podcast and it's called How Come I Don't Know About the Armenian Genocide Mm. which sounds like that sounds a really intense subject. I don't want to sound like an airhead but recently I've kind of got to thinking I don't actually know anything about World War One. Like I didn't want to learn about the world wars. I was really lazy in those classes and I let a lot of it fly by me. And then recently I was thinking, I don't really get World War One. Like I get World War Two with the Nazis and Hitler and everything, but what the hell was World War One? Was Hitler then as well? And I kind of got myself a bit confused. And then this episode came out and it's talking about the Armenian genocide, which all happened during World War One. And not only did it give me like a whole backstory on World War One, but it brought to light this absolute atrocity that happened and pretty much a whole race of people were wiped out during World War One. And it's just been kind of glossed over in the history books and no one really knows about it. No one knows who participated in it, uh, what the crimes were. And this is just Jonathan Van Ness and a historian who specialises in Armenian history talking about it. But it's a topic that I never, ever would have gone, oh, I want to listen to that. But it just flicks over. Yeah, I mean, especially as it's with somebody from Queer Eye, you would never expect those subjects to cross over. You would expect his podcast to be all a bit like fun and light topics and everything. But that one sounds really interesting. I think I'm going to have to check out more of his podcast episodes because I've only listened to a few. Oh, it's it's really good. He covers such a, a breadth of topics. I kind of judged him on the fact that I thought, oh, he's this kind of camp hairdresser. You know, he's he's absolutely adorable, but there's not a lot upstairs, maybe. He is very well educated and it really comes across in these podcasts of some of the things that he talks about. But I mean, this episode just really was a standout for me. It, it blew me away. It was something that I thought, 
how do I not know anything about it? And I came away from the podcast episode going, do you know what? History's never really been my thing. And now I want to find other podcasts on it. And I want to learn more about this. So I love that. I love, I really love that because I feel like that's exactly what this type of content is all about. And this is exactly why we want to share this stuff with people. Because if you're coming away from it feeling like that, then I feel like other people will be able to walk away from listening to some of the stuff that we've recommended and hopefully feel exactly the same. Don't you think? Yeah. We've all got the same message. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so if there's one standout episode that I'd say, if you're going to listen, maybe listen to this one first to give yourself a bit of a flavour. Uh, then it would be that one so I will link it below for me I'm going off of like educational uh, podcasts and things like that and instead on to silly ones and I've been listening to Radio 2's Confessions which (laughs) I have to admit I've become a bit of a Radio 2 fan who even I I'm a Radio 2 fan don't even worry I think it's an age thing (laughs) (laughs) I love it but like Joe Wiley and Simon Mayo in the afternoon do confessions, but they've compiled like the week's worth into a podcast and they also do some older episodes of confessions from the crypt, as they call it. So um, they're all kind of seen as like the church of Radio 2 and the people that send in their confessions are asking forgiveness from uh, Father Simon and the other churchy people and honestly some of the confessions literally have me in stitches I've been like crying with laughter um, laughing out loud with headphones in and people looking at me bizarrely they're just brilliant and to think that they actually happened and then obviously they decide whether or not the person is forgiven or not most of the time it's kind of 50 50 but they are so funny and if you're having a bad day feeling a bit down they will cheer you up no end and just make you feel a bit happier about life really and you can just laugh at other people's expense i need um, to check this out i haven't heard so you guys talking about it you guys so rave good. about it i didn't know about this until today when we on our whatsapp group were kind of saying oh god this day could it get any worse? And Kat just sent, listen to this, it will cheer you up no end. And it was one of the latest episodes from the confessionals. And I was holding it together pretty well. I was at my desk at work. I was typing (laughs) away. There were two people training next to me. And I was just looking very busy whilst listening to the podcast, multitasking as we do. And then it got to the crucial point in the last confession. And I just snorted with laughter. And they just looked at me and I, I was like, how do I actually explain this? And I couldn't, but it's freaking hilarious. I've now was subscribed. It, was it the fart in the car? <laughs> yes, it was the bottom burp in the car. <laughs> that is the best story ever. We'll, we'll link it down below in the show notes because honestly, it's just hilarious. It's my favourite one and it makes me roar. <laughs> I've already shared it on to share the joy amazing well that sounds like a perfect time to finish up this episode we wanted to give you a little roundup of all the things we've been loving and we will be doing this every month now so thank you very much for listening uh if you've liked this episode please do let us know by either getting in touch via email or on twitter and please also make sure that you write a review below because we would love to hear your thoughts so there's only one thing left to do girls 
Cheers! You have been listening to the Prosecco Sessions with me, Kat Raymond, and co-hosts Pippa Artis and Laura Chambers. If you love it, sub it! And if you enjoy the podcast, make sure to rate it five stars and share so others can find it. Thank you so much for listening and tune in to our next episode. Thank you.